Coming up, we'll dive headfirst into the all-star season ahead, who's racing full-time, who the title contenders are, and more. Let's roll. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Even though they've completed a pair of shows already, the 2022 All-Star Circuit Champion season really begins this weekend at Attica. Those early season shows uh, down south in places like Florida and Georgia that we've seen in the past don't pay points, uh, but things do get real Friday and Saturday as the championship fight gets underway. Yesterday, the series released the list of 14 full-time drivers and teams that will chase the title. There are any real surprises on the list, uh, but about everybody we expected to be there is there. Starting out, though, 14 teams is the highest count of full-timers in All-Stars history. We'll take that uh, all day long here with that many guys racing full-time. So here is the list. Tyler Courtney is back with Clausen Marshall to defend his 2021 championship. He'll be chased by Corey Eliason and the Rudine team, Zeb Wise and the Wise Pretty 10, Justin Peck and Book Motorsports. Hunter Schoenberg is back for a uh, year two with Vermeer Motorsports, as is Bill Baylog and the B-Squared 17. Also returning are Cap Henry and the Lane Racing 4 and Kyle Reinhardt in the RQM 91. Parker Price Miller joins McGee Motorsports in their 11. Bradley Howard is in the Cauldron 07. Tim Schaefer is in the uh, Grove Racing 28. Kevin Thomas Jr. and Scott Boguski are teammates with Snow Racing and Chris Windham has committed to the full schedule with Hayward Motorsports. Very solid mix of veterans and young drivers, plus some interesting newcomers, and I think it should make for a really good season of racing. This list of drivers just adds to the good news for the All-Stars in 2022, which included the addition of new series sponsor Tezos, which is a blockchain company. We talked about that a few weeks ago on this show. The All-Stars will chase a championship purse uh, totaling $358,000, the champion taking home eighty grand of that. That's a $15,000 bump from a year ago for just the champion. Out of the gate, Sunshine and the 7BC squad will be the favorite to repeat as champion. They led the series in average finish, wins, top fives, top tens, all of that a year ago. And that was even though it was their first full-time season. There was some thought that after the quick success that Courtney may make the jump to the Outlaws, but the team wants to take things slower, and so they are back for year two with the All-Stars. Sunshine was lights out through the summer in 2021, but he struggled down the stretch with only three top tens in his final ten races. It didn't matter, though, as the championship lead was absolutely massive uh, and the team could afford to cruise to the title. In this early part of 2022 already completed, Sunshine won the All-Star opener at East Bay and was third the second night. Plus, he's got four top tens in seven outlaw starts. He did that between the CMR 7BC and the Works Limited 57 out west. I'd say they've shaken that bad stretch off from last year pretty dang well. Behind Courtney, Justin Peck and Corey Eliason should be his main challengers. Peck had the second most wins a year ago with four and was second in average feature finish, but ended up way down the order because he had to miss races due to injury. A fifth and a sixth at East Bay were a strong start down south, and the Book team has uh, been getting plenty of races in early on, including picking up uh, that season-opening win at Williams Grove last month. As for Eliason, I thought he'd be a shoe-in for the championship last year with Aaron Wrights a lot of the way, but that Rudine 26 team just didn't find their speed until later on in the spring. By the time they got rolling, the hole was just too deep to dig out of, and they also kind of struggled to the end in 2021. They won the second night at East Bay back in February and have made 11 outlaw starts already. So plenty of uh, track time should hopefully get them out of the gate quicker this year. 
They've got four outlaw top tens in their last five appearances, so a little momentum is on their side as well. From there, drivers like Zeb Wise, Cap Henry, and Hunter Schoenberg would need to make pretty big leaps from a year ago to be in contention. Wise improved from year one to year two, including a lot more top fives, top tens, and nearly two-spot average finish gain uh, for the season, and his first two series wins last year as well. But that team had some terrible luck. They had some crashes through the year, and I think that really held them back, especially with putting equipment together. They need to find more consistency as they were only top 10, <clears throat> excuse me, in 48% of races, and their average finish would need to jump at least three spots to really challenge the top guys. I think that's a big ask here for Zeb Wise. I like Cap Henry's experience, especially in Ohio, but that team needs to be better in qualifying and at some of the tracks kind of outside of their normal geographic base. Hunter Schoenberg proved he can win on tour last year, but that team also needs to be better time trialing, and they need to be kind of towards the pointier end more often to really contend for the title. They only had 10 top fives in 53 races a year ago. Depending on his health status, Parker Price Miller could be in the mix early and often in the McGee 11. He's been undergoing those cancer treatments and has had to miss some starts early in 2022 because of it. But if he can be at 100%, we know he and that team are capable of winning. We saw that last year with Basin in the 11, uh, and PPM is a multi-time winner with the World of Outlaws. This pairing could challenge the top teams if things go right for them this season. Bill Baylog and Kyle uh, Reinhardt were both winners a year ago and will be looking to improve this season. I uh, don't see either as title contenders, as this is only year two for each, and they would need to make really big jumps from a year ago. Tim Schaefer in the Grove 28 is an interesting addition for 2022. Schaefer is a past All-Star champion, and he's won in that car before, so I think race wins could be possible, but I don't really see them contending for the title. Schaefer only had four top 10s in 16 races with the All-Stars a year ago, and he hasn't won with the series since Attica in September of 2020. It'll also be an uphill battle for Bradley Howard in the Cauldron 07. That car has had multiple drivers in it in recent seasons. And Howard only has a single all-star top 10 on his resume in the past three years. That was a ninth at Bubba Raceway Park in 2019. As for the three newcomers, two are moving over from the non-wing world in Kevin Thomas Jr. and Chris Windham. And the third is kind of lesser known than the 410 ranks. But Scott Boguski has had plenty of success with the 360 crowd, including multiple wins with the ASCS National Tour. I think expectations should remain low for KTJ and Windham as that jump to winged competition is pretty dang big. And they don't have quite the same amount of seat time that Sunshine did when he kind of came into that uh, first year last year. Boguski could be a dark horse, though, from this group. He won't win the championship, but I could see him sneaking up and winning some races, win, you know, winning a race, winning some races. He was a top five runner a few years ago with the All-Stars at Devil's Bowl and ran decent with the Outlaws at Cotton Bowl back in March. So there's your 2022 All-Star field and where each of them stands headed into Attica this weekend. Drop me a comment. Let me know who you are picking for the All-Star championship this season. You know, what are your expectations for some of these guys? Uh, you know, what are you thinking uh, for this field of full-timers? And can anyone knock off Sunshine here? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below or on social media. Before we close out today, I wanted to point out a video that the Extreme Outlaw series posted to social media yesterday. In it, they had some B-roll footage, they had some short clips from several drivers talking about why they like racing with the series. This is normally something as a race fan that I might ignore, but I feel like with me doing this show, I kind of watch as much as I can, listen to as much as I can, read as much as I can just to be informed. And I expected this video to kind of be the usual fluff, but that wasn't really the case. Several drivers mentioned the improved race payouts. There were uh, comments from CJ Leary about following the rule book. Robert Ballou talked about less politics. And while nobody came right out and said it, they were obviously referring to USAC. 
It was an interesting shot across the bow of the incumbent from the new guy, and a really well put together subtweet. In the beginning, there was talk of the Extreme Series trying to work with USAC and Power Eye, and I think the Power Eye stuff is still very much intact, but that relationship with USAC is clearly damaged here. This competition between the two groups will continue to be something to follow in 2022 and beyond. If you want to see that video uh, and what I'm talking about here, go find the Extreme Outlaw series on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Streaming schedule has two shows on it for today. Dirt Vision has Outlaw Carts from Millbridge, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.